Snippet. The short podcast platform. Welcome to The Awakening Code, a new show from Snippet featuring conversations around the process we call awakening and living more consciously and on purpose. This week, we're thrilled to be joined by Celestine Prophecy author James Redfield to discuss his best-selling book, It's Nine Insights and More. We start off with a conversation about an upsurge in consciousness. So what we're celebrating is what I believe is a real uh, upsurge in consciousness uh, that's happening right now in spite of all the, you know, the discord and the, the hate we see and the, the, the anger that's around. And maybe because of that, I think people are moving as an alternative back toward consciousness and what I believe also is happening is that is that we have two new generations coming online. That millennials are now moving uh, past uh, uh, in, in the, well into their 30s, past 35, and, and are seeing um, 40 coming at them. And that's when you start to ask deeper questions. So I think a whole generation, this is uh, this is a huge generation in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this group is really starting to tune in, and, and, and I believe that's what we feel. And uh, actually, uh, the millennial children are actually in college, are starting to get in the, co- the leading edge of them, starting to go into college, and they're asking, uh, um, uh, you know, more, you know, what, I do, what do I want to do with my life? What What is the key to a happy life, a fulfilled life? And you know, all these questions are getting asked, and, and answers are being found. So... Um, how can I, I how can that, I save the world? Well, I think yes, a lot of and, kids are asking. And that's why I yeah, think... And, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, that these two generations make up the majority of the population on the planet. Mm. And when that happens, uh, there's just a new surge. And uh, you see it everywhere. I mean, uh, I got a call from a publisher about the self prophecy and said, hey, you know, the the, the prophecy is surging again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pass along going on, and uh, you know, so what we did was, it, 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 you know, first time we've ever done a real uh, an updated version of self seen prophecy, but we added the ask a word about staying awake. So I think that's what a, a, a lot of people feel. You know, is is as much discord there is at the sort of the political level and the the, the corporate level out there. You know, you, you I think a lot of people are thinking and feeling this this surge in consciousness. So that's what we're celebrating. We're, we really are figuring out, you know, how to tune in, um, uh, you know, use meditation. So many more people are meditating now than really ever before, mm-hmm. which is also part, I think, of what we're feeling. Things are shifting. And before we get too far after, what are you talking about? Talking about this particular generation, if you address the people that were feeling your book in 1993, we were just coming out of the yuppie 80s. You know, there was a, a real movement. Materialism was running rampant. I would say full steam ahead in, in, in almost reaching an apex from late 80s, early 90s. And your book comes along and introduces a whole different ideology. And you're talking about this generation. And I have a son who's 27, but let's let's call that generation whatever we want from, say, 25 to 35, getting close to 40. And a lot of them are way, way, way less focused on material things. 
much uh, more compassionate, much less concerned about sexual orientation, uh, you know, open-minded and very comfortable addressing spirituality without the confines of religion. Um, it feels like the perfect timing to, you know, bring your book back and have a receptive audience. You might sell more than you sold the first time around. I think what happens is with every generation, you know, uh, and and we shouldn't leave, uh, you know, people who are, you know, starting to uh, think about legacy, you know, getting older, thinking about the legacy they're going to live. That's a, that's, that's a huge number of people, too. So all of a sudden we have all these people tuning into consciousness, and it's just... Uh, it's just something that we can do very, very consciously now. And as you say, there was a lot of materialistic buzz, and now there's a lot of discord. But it doesn't matter, because the solution to all that is is consciousness. And and what happens is that we find something, you know, a heartfelt, soul-felt something that we want to do with our lives, uh, some way we can we can help the world move to a, a higher consciousness and each of us when we find that what we find what we feel is this boost of inspiration energy and i think that uh that's really what people are looking for you know a, a kind of mission of their own and and what happens with that if you you know get in sync with that mission and we know all the other steps uh to step into that mission so that you stay on the right side of karma and life goes better and all of a sudden you have this flow of synchronicity um that opens doors and and feels like destiny unfolding you know and it's not about doing anything huge you know necessarily it's just it's about finding that truth that you're telling people with a sense of inspiration and you bring consciousness to them because it's contagious I love it. Consciousness it. is contagious. I, I, that's something to hang your kind of your hat on is mm-hmm. just thinking that you, if you are being in that state of expanded consciousness, you're thinking about your purpose, you're thinking about your thoughts, you're thinking about your action and your words and your deeds serving the greater good. Add to it, it is contagious that as you are being that in ways that you might not even understand that people are resonating and catching that vibe. So it's a yeah. it's a beautiful place. I would just love to hear pre-Celestine Prophecy, how this book came to you with its nine insights and how you decided, I need to write this book framed in this way um, to have the, these nine gems of explaining very well what is happening in our culture before your book, of, caused by your book, reverberating after your book how did it come to you and had you written a book before and tell us just a little bit about that process if i look at my whole life it it was all a preparation to to find these if you call them keys call them insights call them uh archetypal you know uh uh, expressions in the brain you know that that feels like an awakening you know it, it what i was motivated to find is you know the the kind of and, and I went, you know, started off in a community that was very loving. I mean, very uplifted community in terms of helping each other and that sort of thing. And they were, they were, I, I, I could see this spiritual peace that many of them had. And, and then the way they showed up just at the right time to help others. And, you know, I was looking at this and, and I'm trying to ask them, well, what, 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 where are you? You <laughs> know, what, what have you found? And, you know, nobody could really, 
describe it uh, to my satisfaction. So, you know, I, I was just motivated to find, you know, what is, how do we step into this level of, of spiritual consciousness? And so what happened was, you know, and, and you know, I found my way into uh, psychology programs and at university and then, and then into a, a, uh, a couple of years of doing psychotherapy. And what happened was this was the time, you know, this was the, uh, this was the, the late eighties and early nineties. So it, it was a, it was a kind of explosion of human potential discussion. Okay. Kind of EST, of EST was, EST was kind of big back in those days. Everywhere. All this. Yeah, that's right. And then you had the human potential movement, which actually is a hundred years old now, starting with Carl Jung. And you know, it goes way back before that, of course. But I, I dated to Carl Jung when he took depth psychology, you know, the idea of how we break through to a greater life. And he, and he took it in a spiritual direction. In other words, it's, it's, it's consciousness. You know, it's, a, it's finding a higher state of being that somehow is more connected. Um, and so, you know, that's where all of a sudden, you know, all the therapists went, oh, how about this? You can't talk your troubles away. You know, it doesn't work. You know, you can't, you can't get, get rid of your pain, your heartache, and all the stuff that, that bugs you and your bad habits and coping devices. You can't you can't discuss them away. You had they have to be replaced by a, a, you know a new consciousness. And so then of course that well how are we how does that happen in meditation, you know, so you will remember there was all this sudden you know, the Beatles went to India, right? And you know, there was and all that sort of jailed in my view to a kind of uh aha moment but and but actually it was a series series of revelations and so what i w- what i was trying to do with the selfing prophecy is you know look at the total t- total of what people are starting to experience and a lot of it very miraculous and you know the some of the su- principles were supernatural, you know. They were beyond just science. But what I what I was really trying to do is, based on my experiences and people who were having these experiences that I knew, uh, I tried to to find the steps of awakening. Uh, those were the insights, so that I knew there were nine in the world, and and that's why I, I always talk about, you know, these are not James Redfield's you know, prescriptions for a happy life. You know, this is not what this is. I'm, I've sort of documented in a story what, you know, what the steps are that we've already, the, the, the bulk, not the bulk maybe, but the, the leading edge of humanity was discovering at that time the book came out. And so it's, you know, it, each, of the, each of the insights are really principles of, of how to live a little differently. But when you break through to that, you know it's it's a it's a total download of your intuitive uh, intelligence. You know the slow synchronicity that you can learn. We can learn to maintain. You know you have to go deep into connection, which happens in meditation. We, I'm talking about a, a meditation that I think really works super fast for people. Uh, on this tour, uh, which is love based, 
despite all the baggage love has. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's, but it, it works. Uh, and I believe it, it could, it, it could lead to breakthroughs rapidly for people and high creativity and finding their mission and then getting into the flow of synchronicity that allows it to happen. Yes. Uh, and you find your place where you are to, you're there to tell your truth. And your whole book but, has so much to do with synchronicity. Two questions I have. How old were you, if you don't mind sharing, when, you know, mm-hmm. in those early 90s? And had you written anything before? Were, were you a writer? That was my first book. Okay, and how old were you? uh, Yeah, well, I was out of college. uh, I I did a couple of years of graduate school, so you know, I was I was in my thirties as I was putting that all together. Okay, so and so, uh, you know, the 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 interesting thing, I mean, is that you know, if I look at my background, I just the synchronicities that happened to me that led to. The actual writing, um, you know, it just it just all fell into place. So, it, you know, and and that's why I tried to get that engine. You know, synchronicity is an engine. You know, it's tiny miracles. If you find that flow of of synchronicity, it opens up these opportunities. You know, your life really flows. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all the steps are important because karma, the third, the, what I call the third insight. Uh, you know, that step is to really prove that there is a karmic design to the world. Uh, and you're either, you have to decide either to be a giver or a taker. Uh, and, you know, if you're a giver, you move you move into this more, uh, you know, miraculous flow uh, than if you're a taker. And no, nobody, you know, people kind of fall into being takers. You know, we're not designed for that. Uh, but taking is something that if you're a taker, then you draw more takers into your world and your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And those synchronicities slow you down. You know, I mean, it's just it's as simple as that. If you're a giver, you draw more givers in your life. And so that's uh, those are the kinds of things we'll talk about in the in the uh, in the workshop. But uh, you know, it's it's for me. You know, it was following those synchronicities, and all of a sudden, it started to happen. You know, I. I I wanted to write in my early college years. I knew that I wanted to write, but you know, I yeah, I had no idea what it was going to be about until you know these things happened with the human potential movement. I started to see how consciousness was shifting uh, among people on the planet, and then I wrote about that. And your your what was your graduate school and training, and what was your occupation at the time? Well, you know, I I, uh, I got out of um, Auburn University and with uh, and right in the graduate school in a in a community um, counseling, which is a kind of therapeutic program, uh, and and you know, was working on a PhD, uh, but never got back to that, you know. Selfing prophecy was my PhD. I, guess. <laughs> uh, I think, so. yeah, much, much more. Well, what? <laughs> Thank you, you for making that. Your absolutely PhD. good. Much more service. Well, oh my gosh, such a, a pivotal moment in my life. That book played a, such an p- important role. Selfing prophecy, what it really did, I think, is, is put into words what so many other people were experiencing already at that time. And so it was, 
uh, you know, it was an amazing thing for me to see because it just was a, a pass along book, uh, you know, f- from the beginning. And even, you know, it, it, it was, well, within, within a, a year, it was in 25 countries just because people were passing it along, mm-hmm. you know, to the, the friends in those countries. Um, and uh, most people don't know this, but it was actually, uh, in the third year, it was actually the best-selling book in the world. Wow. And, and you know, again, because the, the consciousness it was pointing to was, was uh, uh, you know, went beyond culture. You know, it was, it was soul-born. So it, it went beyond cultures, beyond languages. You know, it just, uh, so it was... It was an amazing thing to see, but it was it was all confirmation for me because I believe that you know we were moving through these insights, you know, and, and again I think they're archetypal, um, and which is which I think Carl Jung would say you know fired up these archetypes, and we're now you know we've in and it's just been still going all over the place now two two new generations, and it's it's somehow. Uh, reaching integration point where, where you know, not only do we recognize it, we feel it, and 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 seek to live it, uh, but it's integrating at a higher level. I think at this point, uh, right now, and uh, that's what excites me the most. Thank you for tuning in to the Awakening Code. Next week, we speak with best-selling author Matt Kahn. And we hope you'll join us then. 